Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me again from my palatial one-bedroom apartment in Chicago is Chris Bashan. Chris, how are you? I'm good. Your apartment is very lovely. Thank you. It's thank you. Great. It's very great. It's so nice I need to say it twice. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to continue this discussion about Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes, uh, so if you are listening to this week's episode and you have not listened to last week's episode, you should probably go do that, because last week we talked about Final Fantasy Tactics. We got into like the origins of the, the series, our personal first experiences with it, the mm-hmm. plot, the job system, and we're going to continue on this week, so without that context, you might feel quite lost. Much like that game, this is a further chapter. We're in chapter three or four now, yeah. so this is a much harder podcast. It's more difficult now, um, unless you got Thunder God Sids, and then everything's fine. Yeah, Rob's is out of his squire's clothes, he's wearing a suit of armor now. You got Orlando on your side. You got Agrius on your side. It's all good. You know, you know, we didn't mention this, but I love that Ramza changes clothes in this game, <laughs> which is something that never happens in Final Fantasy. No one ever changes clothes. Cloud wears a dress for like five minutes, but then he stays in that armor the whole damn time. So I was happy to see like a progression of time with Ramza. That's a nice um, touch. Yeah, it is. he's the only one that changes clothes, but you know, good for him. You might say he's the only person that changes in the game. Ooh. Uh... Matsuno is going to be so upset with you. As a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. So since we are continuing from last week's conversation, we're not going to go into what we're playing. We're not going to go into the Magic Minute. We're just going to keep talking about Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm still working on Breath of the Wild. I haven't beat it yet. I'll get there. So. I'm working on a new game, but I'm going to talk about it another week. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we were talking before about the job system and the combat and all that jazz. Now, let's talk about the difficulty of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, man, Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, like, so like we already were talking about, like, the job system is so, so complex. Um, and, you, and if you don't know what you're doing, you could easily um, uh, just get lost in that. It doesn't help that the game itself is also very difficult. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, I don't know if it approaches the difficulty, like if you take the permadeath out of Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem's actually, as a strategy game, not too hard. Shining Force, kind of the same thing. Um, but uh, yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics is, there's certain battles in the game where the difficulty spikes. Like, it puts you in a, in a scenario... Rather than, like, make the foes uh, difficult, it makes the scenario difficult. And sometimes it makes the scenario uh, unfair, I would go so far as to say. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think the big, the big notable one is typically in Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, you're on the world map. You know, that's where you go to your shops. You go to your... You know, you, you go around and you can purchase. You can also save the game only on the world map. But there's a progression of battles uh, partway through the game where you fight like three or four battles in a row. And this happens a few times, not too often, but a few times. Uh, and it's possible that if you get into that series of battles and save your game in between battles, like you can, your game gives you an option to save, but it doesn't take you to the world map. It just gives you a save prompt. Um, so you could accidentally like save at the start of a really hard battle and be ill-equipped to to beat it and and be stuck like you're stuck <laughs> yeah yeah if you did not make multiple save files mm-hmm. you know yeah it's the game does not have so much a difficulty spike as it had or 
as it has a series of spikes. It does not gradually mm-hmm. like go from easy to hard. It'll be kind of easy, 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 very hard, then easy again for a while, mm-hmm. then stupid hard, then back to easy for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And like even early on, there was like there's like the third story battle in the game. And I got really, really stuck on that when I was first playing because that's the first time you go up against archers. Oh, yeah. And they position the archers on the rooftops. And it's, like, I think meant to teach you to, like, value elevation and, like, mm-hmm. how to gang up on one guy. Because if you bum rush, like, all the one archer at a time, it's not actually that tough. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was baffling. Just baffling. It's like in D&D, like, when the DM designs an encounter that's just really unfairly difficult, and, like, all the players get frustrated, like, you're taking on the emotion of all those frustrated players, <laughs> you know? Like, these archers are in this really hard spot, uh, and, you know, you don't necessarily have the skills yet to deal with that, so you have to deal with these barrage of arrows and, like, outlast them to get to them. Um, can we talk about Wifegarf? Yeah. The most notorious battle in this game. Uh, So this is one of those spots where I, myself, almost got super boned playing Final Fantasy Tactics because uh, you're going through this progression of fights like you talked about where you're Mm -hmm. in like a castle or something and it's like you save before each fight. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. And then you get to this fight with, uh, uh, is it Wygarf or Wygarf? I never know. We're still trying to figure out if it's Ramza or Ramza. Oh, or Delita or Delita. <laughs> Let's yeah. call the whole thing off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, yes, this fight. Describe this fight. Uh, so you walk into the room, just Ramza, no mm-hmm. party with you. Nope. And then there's the dude, Wygroff. Uh, He's there. He's like, all right, we're going to fight now. And you start the fight, and it's like, oh, where's the rest of my party? Well, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we're going to do it. And then Wygroff just kicks your ass. Yeah, it's a one-on-one fight, which I don't think you've ever had up until that point nope um so you're not you're not conditioned to 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 have ramza work alone like you're working as a squad through most of the game and then suddenly you don't have your squad so you know if you made ramza a black mage for some reason you're really screwed you're kind of really screwed in this fight the first time you get to it either way (laughs) because wife garf is really powerful like he moves first i think and attacks first so you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah. And he's got, like, distance attacks, too, I'm pretty sure. Like, he has a little bit of range. I forget if he has range or if he can move really far. But um, he's, he's on you real fast. He's yeah. on you so fast. Uh, and I can see... I think this is one of those instances where if you save right before this battle and you don't have another save file, you're screwed. Like, that's it. <laughs> so, I mean, in 2000, I had to do something that I was very unaccustomed to in that time period. I had to go on the internet... And see if I could find a solution to how to fight this guy. Oh, man. Did you find one? I did. I did. I was able to salvage my, uh, my save at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can change Ramza into a squire. Yes. And teach him the move, I believe it's uh, Cheer, that lets him raise up his own speed. Oh, that's not the skill I was thinking of. And so you can eventually make it so he takes... Ramza takes like six or seven turns in a row before Wygarf takes a turn. That's cool. And even if he whacks you, you can still like give yourself a high potion to get out of danger. Um, there's another there's another skill in this game that will totally make this game way more manageable if you teach everyone this skill, and it's auto potion. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if you take a hit, they'll just instantly use a potion. Um, but that's how I beat this battle. Is I uh-huh. had Ramza on auto potion, 
Um, so I get hit, but I, I think I had like auto X potion, so he was healing like a thousand at a time, um, <laughs> which understandably actually makes the game way more manageable. But uh, yeah, you have to kind of know those things going into this fight, or you, you're gonna be frustrated. Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah, I was, so I was at the end of my rope. I didn't know what to do until I looked that up and then yeah i took seven turns and then he also you can learn a, a skill that lets you raise up your own attack mm-hmm. and so eventually i just walked up to him and punched him like three times just like bare fisted <laughs> and took him down yeah um yeah fuck you white Garth. can yeah. i say that am i allowed to say that's it? a lot okay that's a lot. um can we, is there can we talk about the zodiac beasts sure yeah let's talk about that i so the zodiac beasts and part of part of the plot line of this game and we didn't mention this last time um, was these artifacts are kind of coming back in the world uh, called the Zodiac Stones. Um, and these things are really, really cool. Like, these are like kind of like your sub-bosses of the game. Um, and they're these stones that basically turn people into like these demonic monsters. Um, and uh, it kind of does this cool little effect, you know, with like the 3D field where it spins around a little bit and like lightning strikes the person and like they morph into this monster. It's a, it's a neat you know, effect for 1998. Um, and the music kind of drifts into this horror genre. It's, I've got the soundtrack to this game and the music is called the pervert. Um, (laughs) that's what this track is listed as. And it's kind of got this, like, like the screeching tone to it that really fits this, fits the sequence when they transform into the monster. And I think you only fight the Zodiac, I think you only fight like three or four of the Zodiac beasts, unless you do the optional dungeon. Um, but each one of those fights, like when you see it, when you see the transformation occur, you know that you are in for a very tough fight. I love it. I think it's really wonderfully tele- telegraphed. They're pretty great, yeah. And actually, mm-hmm. the Wegraf fight is actually one of them. Like, yeah. after you beat him the first time, he comes back as a Zodiac Demon. And that's almost easier. You're like, okay, now at least I have a party. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I have my friends, so I will, I will kill a freaking demon. Yeah. Um, I think he's the first Zodiac Beast you fight. I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm having a little trouble. I, I think I feel like there's like maybe someone before him, but he's pretty mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. in the progression. It's great. I love it. It's Hitoshi Sakamoto, like really just playing around with stuff. And then uh, there were a couple other fights that left to mind as also painfully difficult. Uh, there is the Golgorand execution site. That's uh, where you think you're going to. Uh, they're going to execute the princess, Princess Ovelia. This is, the, this, this is the battle that ends out like chapter one, isn't it? Like it's near the end of one of the chapters. Um, maybe it's it's like not a boss fight. It's supposed yeah. to be a, like a regular uh-huh. encounter, but it's a trap. Yeah, it's a yeah. trap, and they just like are a, a gaggle of bad guys. Yeah, and maybe it's not that hard anymore. But just at the time, I remember the only way I could get through it was to like have one dude like maybe whack one person. And then another dude runs over and Phoenix Downs yep. to save someone. Mm-hmm. And then they go down and you have to go and run and take a Phoenix Down to the person that just went down. And like this big circle of Phoenix Downs and occasional attacks. I, I see you have another battle listed on here. And I think this, if this is the one I'm thinking of, this battle really sucks also. Oh god, this, this battle sucks for a different reason, which is even perhaps more frustrating. <laughs> uh, so there's a place called Riovani's Castle and you end up in a fight on the rooftop there mm-hmm. and you're fighting this dude and his two bodyguards except also you have a mission critical person you have to protect oh and they're an idiot aren't they yeah the AI in this game ain't that 
good. Yeah, like they like if they die, you lose the battle. Is yep. that correct? That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that very first fight I mentioned where it's got all the archers, you have Delita as an NPC, but when he goes down, he just gets stars over his head and mm-hmm. he'll survive no matter what. Yeah. So that's fine. It's like, whatever. He, he, he goes down, whatever. Here, though, this person, not only can they not function brain-wise, they mm-hmm. have no good attacks, no good defense, so they take like two hits and they go down. I think it's Rafa is, is her name? I think so. Yeah. And so you have to be like really, really fast to jump in there yeah. and protect her before she does something really stupid and ends up dead. You know, this is, we didn't really mention this, but this is kind of a thing that Matsuno does. Um, his games, like his games are not easy. Like Vagrant Story is not an easy game. And like Final Fantasy XII especially, there are moments where, um, yeah, I think he had to play a little bit more within the rules of Final Fantasy, but some of his optional dungeons and boss fights in Final Fantasy XII, the difficulty is like really spiked through the roof and not necessarily um, because of good design. Uh, I remember, like, just specifically with Final Fantasy XII, um, like, you have the Gambit system, mm-hmm. and you, you build your, you know, you basically tell your players how to act, you know, when they're in a battle. Um, but a lot of the, I think there's Zodiac Beasts in that, too. A lot of the Zodiac fights or the optional fights, or the more difficult fights, involve fighting someone who completely nullifies um, a way that your uh, uh, system is set up. Or will use a status effect that you cannot compensate for or program for in that. So your programming effectively that you've done for all your characters is null and void. And like it brings the battle to a grinding halt. Uh, That's brutal. Why do you do that? (laughs) Why do you do that? Why you gotta be like that, Holmes? Why you gotta be like that? Um, Yeah, his games, his games, he loves to like really push the player. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't. yeah, I think that's a, that's a him thing. Yeah, he just loves doing that. I, I, yeah, it, it would be one thing if there was more teachable, uh, mo- there were more teachable moments in the game that let you uh, develop understanding of the system. Yes, but not here. It's it's a lot of times just like, well, good luck. Yeah, you're probably boned. Yeah, the lifeguard fight is like the the penultimate example of this. Like you've never met, you've never had to do a one on one fight. Now not only are you doing a one-on-one fight, you're doing the hardest one-on-one fight against a boss who is about to turn into a super boss. So it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, we still love you, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I very much would love to play that game at some point again in the future. Now, uh, before we... I want to discuss the other games that are Matsuno-related mm. and the remakes and stuff. Uh, did we not cover anything about Final Fantasy Tactics that you would like to cover? Uh, no, it was... Uh, I, I'd like to know something. You said that this is your favorite Final Fantasy, correct? Yes. Hands down. Um, why is Tactics your favorite v- versus 7, 8, 9, 10, like any of the numbered series? I found the uh, the gameplay, like the battle systems of the mainline Final Fantasies not very satisfying. Hmm. Like the traditional menu-based attack magic summon stuff just didn't really ever connect with me in the same way Mm -hmm. and like in seven i remember i spent a lot of time you know like that was the one i played the most and just like a lot of time like sleepwalking through fights there were a couple that were tricky but for the most part it was just like loading everyone up with the most powerful materia spamming summons Mm -hmm. and just going from there and here in tactics you had to really think about like every 
part of the fight before you got into the fight, mm-hmm. who you're going to bring, what gear they have, what skills they have, and then adapting during the actual battles was a lot more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, like, to go along that lines with it, like, that just makes me think a little bit, like, Final Fantasy Tactics is more of a, a strategy game than a JRPG. Like, it has some JRPG elements, but it's kind of more of a strategy game um, with JRPG kind of layered on top of it. Um, I'm trying to think of a game that reverses this, that is a that is a role-playing game that has strategy like elements and I can't think of one off the top of my head um but yeah I mean I I could see like I that's one thing I love about JRPGs is like grinding and eventually getting to a point of like great I'm easing through these battles but like you're right like the battles of a JRPG are not necessarily um tactical yeah you know uh what other I'm kind of curious what other tactical games do you enjoy I really liked the XCOM Enemy Unknown. Okay. I played yeah. that on the 360, which yeah. is maybe not the best way to play that game. Sure, yeah. Um, I have a weird affinity for this game called Mech Commander. Yeah! Are you oh, wait, no, I, wait, well, I'm thinking of Mech Warrior. Mech Commander was kind of ahead of its time. It's like an RTS, mm-hmm. but uh, you just, it's more kind of in the mold of Warcraft 3, where you have like, oh, okay. you know, four to six mechs. You truck around the map with you don't have a base and they have you have to like capture supply depots to repair your guys yeah you can like infiltrate enemy bases or you can just kind of slug it out with them there's always like a couple different ways you can attack the objectives and then you like try and knock out enemy mechs and like intact so you can get more powerful mechs for your own guys cool nice um, yeah, I, I think you really love the RTS genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a Fire Emblem, all three Fire Emblems for the 3DS over there. Nice, very <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah. You should check out Shining Force. I should check out you Shining really Force. You should check out Shining Force. Yeah, Shining Force 2 specifically. Um, we didn't talk about the follow ups to this game. No, let's, let's correct that. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I remember playing um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Uh, and I just couldn't get into it. Because um, I think I wanted more of, like, the proper world of Ivalice. And, like, I wanted to know what happened to Ramza or what, what the state of that world was. Um, and Final Fantasy Tactics Advance... Maybe it was Tactics Advance 2. It's really kind of confusing. Um, I forget which one is about the boy in the wheelchair. That was the first one. <laughs> that was the first one? Yeah, that's the <laughs> one I played. But the boy in the wheelchair where, like, they're really being meta about the whole thing. And they're like, we're going to play this game called Final Fantasy. It's like, oh, wow, within the game of Final Fantasy, they're talking about Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's weird. It's like, I'm the boy in the wheelchair. Strange. Weird. Weird. Creepy. Uh, yeah, I couldn't... Yeah. And, and this was at the point where they introduced all the extra races that you would see in Final Fantasy twelve, Or maybe they pulled them from Final Fantasy twelve. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just couldn't... It didn't grab me. Like, I, when I was playing it, I was like, oh, I just want to play the first one again. I, I got through the mainline story of Tactics mm-hmm. Advance, uh, I liked the, the combat, though mm-hmm. I didn't really like. They added this thing to it where the, there would be a judge for each battle. Yeah. That would uh, prohibit certain actions. Okay. And that was pretty tedious. Is a judge ever like, no fighting? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be like, uh, like no swords or like no magic. What if you did one of those things? It depends. Okay. Uh, depending on the uh, judge or the level of infraction... You would get a like basically a yellow card, okay, and then you could also have like your characters get jailed based on their behavior. 
Yeah, the judges are from Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think this game came out after twelve, and I remember seeing like the little chibi sprites of the judges, um, <laughs> and then and like how they're literally quite like evaluating a battle, and like they almost are like Judge Dredd at this point. Like they're just like evaluating citizens and making sure they're doing the right things, and it's <laughs> it's it's really weird. Not, yeah, I remember that. I'm not sure if I was a fan of that. Like it was still close enough to tactics that I I got through it, got but through yeah, it. not. I was not compelled to play A2, mm-hmm. Grimoire of the Rift, for the DS, because yeah. I was like, no, I don't need any more of this. <laughs> uh, one game I did play that is a, a Matsuno game is um, Crimson Shroud, mm-hmm. which was yeah, like a, yeah. a downloadable title for the 3DS. Really short. It's only like five or six hours, maybe seven. Um, and it's it's him making a and d game. Like, the combat is resolved with dice rolls that you see on screen. Like, I think this is him trying to be as close to D&D as possible. But it's still pretty simple. Like, you only have three characters. Um, but the music is still by Hitoshi Sakamoto. <laughs> so it's got this full orchestral score coming out of your 3DS. Um, and it tells an interesting story um, in those, like, five or six hours. It's I would, I would tell people to give it a look. Um, yeah. It's not too bad. It's only, like, five bucks for the 3DS. It's, yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah. Um, and, like, the production value is impressive for, for five bucks. Uh, and, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I don't want to say anything about it, though, because I don't want to spoil anything. So, Like, that was part of a whole series of, like, these micro games. And I played a few of them. I played the, the Starship Damaray mm-hmm. and Attack of the Friday Monsters. Those were all, I guess, made by, like, well-known directors. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, they were each supposed to be a well-known director. And this is, uh, you know, he was a well-known director, so he made Crimson Shroud. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an interesting project. And, yeah, it, I thought it turned out pretty well. And, like, even with, uh, I was just taking a quick look at a screenshot, the graphics... All the characters are figurines. Yes, it, it, like it, he's it, like you're looking at a diorama or like a D and D board, effectively, um, and like weapons are you know certain weapons are used against certain enemy types. Like it's, it's I feel in the time he had played lots of D and D games <laughs> uh, and thus made a video game version of D and D almost. It's great though. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would check it out while it's available because it yes. might not be available forever. The way that these yes. things go. Yes. Uh, so, in terms of if you want to play Final Fantasy Tactics on a more modern system, you have uh, a couple options. You can get it for uh, Final Fantasy Tactics: War of the Lions. Mm-hmm. It was originally for the PSP, but it is playable on a Vita or a PS TV. Hmm. Uh, you can play it. I believe it's also a PS One classic, so that would be yes. available for PS Three as well. Which version would you recommend, the original or the remake? Well, the remake does some stuff that I, I liked. Okay. You might not need it, uh, though. It's got, first off, it retranslates the dialogue. Yes. 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 The, the original is a little loose, a little not great. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's already a game where you kind of should take notes about the plot. Uh, so I can see like doing a pa- second or third pass on the translation might be very helpful. And they did add voice acting for a few cutscenes, oh, uh, which are animated and they look pretty. Oh, there were no cutscenes in the. I mean, there were cutscenes, but there were no like animated voiced cutscenes in the original. So. And then they add a few extra characters. Oh. Uh, so you can get Balthier uh, from Final huh. Fantasy Twelve. Cool. And, nice. Uh, tactics and also. I think they said it's the lead character from eight Final Fantasy Tactics A2 is in the game. Okay. Huh. Uh, so they added both those guys. And there might be a little other stuff I don't really recall. But yeah. 
Yeah, it, like uh, if you have the option, I think that's also the same version that's available on iOS. Oh, okay. So for the iPad, which is probably the most convenient way to play, if we're being honest. Sure. Yeah. Now I do happen to I, I was uh, I listened to this podcast, the Giant Bombcast, and mm. GameSpot editor Peter Brown is on there, and he seems to be very, very particular about his Final Fantasy tactics. Okay. And they've asked him a couple times, which version do you prefer? And he always says the original. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder if there's like an emulation issue we don't know about. He says that it has to do with the way the animations work, that it's uh, the most efficient, like, because if you're trying to grind and like play through the game quickly yeah. and like power level and min-max and all that, the animations are the, like the fastest, I guess, on the original. That makes sense. If you're like trying to like just literally save time, then like a few seconds of animation in every attack would do. <laughs> it, it would add up over time. So yeah, hmm. yeah. Good <laughs> I've only ever played the original version. I've never played War of the Lions. So yeah. uh, it's it's good. It, I I had a lot of fun with that. That's so I played through Tactics twice, and then I played through War of the Lions on PSP once, and then um there are a couple other sadder Matano uh, projects that he was on. Oh, no. Yeah, so, the, I mean, we talked about Final Fantasy XII a bit here, and that did come out, that was released, but Matano, who was involved originally, had to leave the project midway through uh, because of illness, I guess? In the original development of Twelve. Yes. I think that is correct, because the project was, like, so massive. Um, I think he worked on the international version of the game that came out later, which is the remastered version that just got released. Um, and I really want to play it. It sounds so much better than the original Final Fantasy XII. <clears throat> it's not really fair, but there was one point where it got down, for whatever reason, like $30 on Amazon uh -huh. prior to release. Like the re-release that just came out? Yes. It just dropped in price? It was... Like, they were, it was dropping and dropping and dropping, maybe because, like, I guess there wasn't enough demand for the pre-orders. And so, I didn't get in on that. And then it shot back up, and it got to, like, more of a regular price after that. And now it's like, uh, I can't pay more than $30 for this now, now that I missed out on the $30 price it, before. It'll drop. The price will drop. Again. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a shame. Final Fantasy XII is kind of the... It's kind of one of the black sheep of Final Fantasy. Uh, I feel that when it came out, it kind of got... <clears throat> a little overlooked because it was coming out near the end of the PS2 life and, and things were shifting over and it had a very long development. Like yeah. 7, 8, 9, 10 all came out pretty close to one another and then 12 took a long time. Yeah, I mean it was 5 years between 10 and 12 and, and, then, um, and 11 doesn't really, really count. count. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a long time before we got a proper Final Fantasy. And uh, 12 also, another one that uh, I felt very disappointed with at first. Oh. So we'll, we'll talk about that some other time now. So I, I did uh, look here. Montano, they developed, began developing 12 in 2000 mm. with Montano at the head. He did have to leave the project due to health concerns. And the uh, people who took over were Hiroshi Minigawa and Akatoshi Kawazu. Kawazu, I've heard before. He's worked uh, on the Saga series. Yes, yes. So Saga Frontier. <clears throat> yeah, 12, 12 is really interesting. Uh, I'm, I was not taken with the first version of the game, but I hear the international slash, slash remastered version fixes so many problems. I would love to play it. You have a PS4. Did you end up getting it? I did not. Okay. Uh, that's, you know, I've got so much stuff already yes. and so much stuff to go. It, it's... <laughs> Not currently. Um, I don't have any plans to buy it right now. Sure. 
you know, if I had unlimited, unlimited time, yeah, I would definitely take a look at it. Sure. But, uh, mm-hmm. And then the, the last game is even sadder than 12, <laughs> uh, because it's not a game. It's called Unsung Story. Uh, about three years ago, they had a Kickstarter for it. It was the, uh, the, the design was done by Matano. The scenario was done by Matano. That's weird. Isn't he still at Square? Like, that seems like there would be, like, a conflict of interest for him to, like, go and do a... a I don't think he can. I, maybe he wasn't there at the time okay. is the thing, because, yeah, working with another company. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know, like, Igarashi, when he did went out to make Bloodstained, like, he wasn't working for Konami anymore. He was anymore. not there, yeah. Uh, so they funded it. It reached its goal. It was, like, $650,000 or so was funded. <sighs> and three years later now, they just had this month, in fact... A notice from the developer Playdeck that they're not going to make it. That they uh, gave all the information they had to this other company, who's going to be basically starting over from scratch to try and make the game. Wait, wait, wait! Did they keep the money? Yeah, they kept the money. Okay. I mean, the money's probably all gone now. Well, that's not good. Nope, nope, that is not good at all. All right, all right. Yeah, and that's the bad side of Kickstarter, unfortunately. Sometimes that does happen. So it's really very much an unsung story. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel that they were, like, telegraphing right then and there, like, hey, never going to get made. <laughs> I mean, they. to be fair, they weren't completely on the nose with mm-hmm. it, because if there was, like, a project that was, like, we will not make the thing you want, mm-hmm. that you should never fund that. Maybe they thought, like, they were distant enough by calling it unsung story that it would be okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> Um, yeah, Matsuno, it's, it's so funny to talk about, like, Final Fantasy Tactic, because you have to talk about him, um, and, like, the way he tells a story, you know, like, he, he very much is not, you know, he's like a filmmaker in a way, like, he's just got his tropes and the things he really likes to do, um, you know, he's kind of like, uh, what's his name? You know, like, if, if Shigeru Miyamoto is kind of like the Spielberg of video games, uh, Matsuno is, is maybe more like a Ridley Scott. He, like, really likes, like, this crazy kind of intense narrative. Um, that's not a great metaphor, but I'll use it. Uh, and, I mean, and for as hard as his games are, I loved, I do love playing a Matsuno game. Like, I think his storytelling is really great, um... So I would say check out Final Fantasy Tactics or Vagrant Story. Check out Vagrant Story. Yeah, Vagrant Story is pretty cool too. That yeah. that's kind of a one of a kind game for the yep. PS One. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate that there's nothing. Well, twelve I guess is in the public spotlight right now. It's in the public right now, and I think that's great. And I think I think that'll kind of bring a fresh, you know, fresh eyes to him. I don't know what he's working on right now though. I don't know what he's doing. Um, Crimson Trout is the last thing I know he personally worked on so I'm sure there's something else unless he was involved with the remake of 12 which I wouldn't be surprised the last thing he did was a raid for Final Fantasy 14 okay and that was in 2016 okay well there you have it <laughs> yep yep uh, that's uh, current Final Fantasy 14 taking time and resources away I guess he also worked on Terra Battle this other iOS game okay but uh, I don't know if that's even still available, to be honest. Well, Square Square's got to figure their things out. So yeah, Square's got a lot going on. Square's got a lot going on right now. Step so. one: release Kingdom Hearts three. Step two: release Final Fantasy seven part one. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. 
But in the meantime, uh, I think that does bring our discussion of Final Fantasy Tactics to a close. Uh, so, Chris, thank you so much for coming on to discuss this with me. Of course. Uh, now, if you want people to find you, either electronically or in person, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me in a couple different places. If you want to see my work, uh, you can check out the studiowebseries.com. It's a comedy series about Pilates Studio set in the uh, city of Chicago. I've got a couple of short films coming out uh, that uh, I will announce here soon. Um, if you want to hear my work, uh, you can listen to the Nerd Outcast podcast. Uh, we choose a topic and then I bring on a group of nerd experts to discuss that topic along with some outcasts, which are people who either don't know about the topic or don't like it. Um, Bill was recently, not too long ago, on our Final Fantasy VIII discussion. Um, clearly I will have to have you on our Final Fantasy Tactics discussion when I get around to that. Um, although I think Final Fantasy IX might be the next big Final Fantasy that I do. Uh, I'm also doing a deep dive on the Final Fantasy series uh, on my personal blog, so once that goes live, I will start plugging that so you can read the things that I write. So, yes. Awesome. And if you want to hear the things I say or have me read the things you write, uh, I can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or listen to us and download from Spreaker, from SoundCloud, from YouTube. Or we play games. Follow uh, twitch.tv slash bits for my game playing. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other quality podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Dallas.